on your PC, iPod or smartphone. This is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Coming up on the 12th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast for 2016, we catch up with the coach, the Black Diamond AFL women's representative side, Simon Berry, president of the St Kilda Sharks Women's Football Club, Karen Ralph, and New South Wales footballer and future AFL National Women's League star, Maddie Collier. All that and more on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden and welcome to the 12th edition of the GirlsPlayFooty.com podcast, our 46th podcast overall. Plenty to get through on today's show. Uh, first of all, just a quick plug for our live football coverage on GirlsPlayFooty.com where we cover the VFL Women's Match of the Day. We are covering two games live this weekend. Coming up on Saturday, that being the 9th of July, we're covering the game between Diamond Creek and Melbourne University from 10 10.30am at Preston City Oval, Kramer Street, Preston. And on Sunday, July 10th from 1.30pm, we're covering Knox versus Geelong Magpies at Schultz Reserve in Wonturner. Again, on your PC, mobile or tablet, you can listen to those games via girlsplayfooty.com live. Do join us then. And a special note that there will be a live stream. It's a video stream of the St Kilda Sharks versus Eastern Devils match on vfl.com.au. More details on that a little bit later on in the podcast. Plenty been happening in the footy world. The clubs have submitted their nominations for marquee talent. Each club had to submit five marquee players, each a bit of a wish list if you'd like, and the AFL would give them all two marquee players. Those marquees would earn $25,000 each and it has been revealed today as we do our podcast that if the marquee did have to relocate interstate, for example to New South Wales to play for GWS Giants, they could be compensated up to $10,000 to assist in moving costs. We know that Daisy Pearce will be with Melbourne. We know for a fact that Taylor Harris will be with the Brisbane Lions. Some more pieces of the puzzle starting to fall into place. Already an in-principle agreement being made uh, between Brianna Davy and Carlton where she might work three days a week as an community engagement officer and possibly one of their marquee players and we know there's been talks between Katie Brennan and the Western Bulldogs. The pieces are starting to fall into place. On the coaching front, we know Craig Starsevich, coach of the Brisbane Lions but also in recent times, Damien Keeping, who was coaching the Bulldogs this year in 2016, has now been taken as coach of Carlton from season 2017 for the women's competition. And Michelle Cowan uh, is leaving Melbourne and looks certain to be the coach of the Fremantle Dockers women's side for 2017. Plenty of news and of course you can keep up to date on girlsplayfooty.com and our website. We'll be covering it all there. Let's get into our interviews. Our first one is with Simon Berry who was uh, part of the New South Wales ACT coaching program. He coaches the Gosford Tigers which last year played in what was then Division 2 of the Sydney Women's AFL. They've changed leagues. They've moved to join the 10-team Black Diamond AFL competition, which takes in the Newcastle, Hunter region and Central Coast region of New South Wales. Uh, They've got their first ever representative side and they'll be taking on AFL Canberra this weekend, Sunday, July 10. It's great to have Simon Berry on the line. Uh, Simon, how do you feel uh, coaching the inaugural Black Diamond AFL women's representative side? Oh, it's really exciting, Peter. Um, you know, the Black Diamond um, competition's been going for the second year, and um, uh, you know it's uh, it's really growing in, in popularity. Um, and uh, there's some young talent. And uh, what an explosion it's been as well for the Black Diamond League, uh, now extending out to ten teams. 
Yeah, that's right. Ten teams. It's a fairly big area, actually. It's uh, it's the only uh, senior women's competition between Sydney and Brisbane. Um, and uh, as I said, you know, uh, once the girls uh, start playing footy, they love it and they bring their friends. That's so it's, uh, it's really grown. And of course, you happen to coach the Gosford Tigers as well. And of course, the Tigers last year were in what was called the old Division Two in the Sydney League. Now in the Black Diamond competition, uh, how have you compared the standard of football between those two competitions? Uh, it's really getting up there. Um, you know, the the top, uh, particularly the top three or four teams in the Black Diamond, um, you know, are, are very very competitive, and um, you know, have uh, have some have some good players that uh, you know would really stand up in the Sydney competition. Um, uh, the, the Nelson Bay Club, they're uh, undefeated so far this year and um, you know, we're, we're uh, shortly, or, or basically just underneath them uh, along with uh, the Newcastle City Club. So, um, you know, it's a real, um, real competitive. And uh, with, with the Black Diamond competition, you've pulled together a, a squad that'll be taking on Canberra. How long has this process been and what were the original numbers? Uh, well, we actually had our, our first training session uh, last Sunday. We had, uh, we've got a squad of about 45. Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll pair that back. Um, you know, following another another session this weekend. Um, so, I mean, I think that the um, you know the concept itself has uh, has, has been uh, you know uh, earmarked you know since the start of the season. Uh, Gary Birkenshaw, who runs the the Black Diamond, um, that's his little pet project, and um, you know it's really uh, you know going to sort of stamp the Black Diamond now as um, you know an, an up and coming region uh, in women's football, and um, you know it'll it'll grow from there. Uh, one thing we noticed as well is obviously Bar TV do film some of the games uh, in the uh, Newcastle women's competition. Uh, for you, how much does that help as a coach that you're able to sit back and watch some of the other sides, not only from the Gossard point of view, but obviously from the representative point of view for players that you're trying to pick to, to play in your squad? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, that, uh, that vision is, um, you know, really important uh, as you can see, you can see what happens uh, around the ground. Um, in fact, it's it's really beneficial because uh, some of my players actually I can I can I can ask them what they saw and uh, in the games and uh, and how we can improve in, in different situations. So um, uh, it's it's uh, fantastic to have the have the vision. Now, of course, you said you got that squad of forty five. You're starting to cut it back now. Who are some of your key standouts early, uh, not only from throughout the season, but in the training sessions that you've been able to watch? Yeah, well, we've got um, actually some some girls with with some representative experience already. Um, in particular, um, Alison Parkin, who um, you know has been playing footy seven, seven, eight years and has represented New South Wales ATT before. Uh, similarly, uh, Amy Hessel, um, she uh, she represented New South Wales ACT last year. Uh, we've got uh, young uh, Jess Cassidy from the from the Maitland Club. Um, she's on the fringes as well of, uh, of some big things. Um, so, you know, that is a, as, a, as a starting point um, is some good experience, um, particularly through the spine. Um, and then we've got, um, you know, some, some young talent following up. And, of course, as we said, you, you, you've been coaching that New South Wales AC, ACT system. How competitive do you think the Black Diamond girls will be first up against an AFL Canberra side, who I've also uh, played a representative match this year uh, a few weeks ago against AFL Sydney? Yeah, correct. Um, you know, they'll inevitably be far more experienced um, uh, than, than our girls. Um, they'll probably, uh, you know, be uh, be aware of, um, you know, some uh, playing style that their, their coach likes to play. Um, I'll expect that um, I'll probably keep our, our game plan reasonably simple. It'll just be attacking. We'll be hard at the footy and, uh, and uh, you know, we'll have fun. And whereabouts is the game uh, due to be played, obviously, for those in New South Wales that want to come along and, and watch this on uh, July 10? 
it's on the central coast of New South Wales um, at uh, the ground of the Baddow Bay Football Club. Uh, and uh, we have a development squad, which is under-19s. They're playing at 10 o'clock and, uh, and then the senior women's at 12. Fantastic to have uh, those young players coming through as well. I, I guess on the next step here, what do the players in the Black Diamond League need to do to obviously get themselves on the radar? Um, as we know that the GWS Giants, of course, will be the side representing New South Wales in next year's national competition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know that uh, the issuance of the licence to GWS really gives um, you know players from from New South Wales and ACT you know a real chance of a, of a pathway through to being professional footballers. So. You know, they, they just need to get some footy in their legs. Um, you know, once they, you know, play 50 games, um, you know, um, and, um, you know, improve. Uh, be a, there's also the uh, the academy systems that um, uh, the, the, the Swans and the Giants have set up. Um, so, you know, getting a part of, uh, being a part of that pathway is, um, you know, a, a real, now real opportunity. And I guess that's a thing for the Black Diamond League as well. Once um, the GWS Giants start to uh, appoint their coaching panel and with that obviously coming the assistant coaches, recruiters, etc., I guess that's when the Olive Branch goes out to try and form that partnership or connection so you can get that information about players that are doing well in your area to hopefully get them up to that level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, you know, through networks such as yours and um, you know, through a bit of media exposure that, that we do get, um, you know, players can start putting up their hands and and they really can uh, can do that through through their performances. And of course, as you said, you play AFL Canberra July 10. Is there hopes for uh, other games coming up uh, this year against AFL Sydney or are we looking at hopefully an extended calendar of representative matches uh, next year? Yeah, look, I think um, we'll, we'll be pushing for uh, some more games next year. I think um, uh, Gary and the boys at the Black Diamond are, are, are satisfied with just having the, having the one game this year, but uh, you know we'll be uh, we'll be hungry to to get involved and um, you know to to, to build um, you know a squad of players that um, that have now some representative experience. And of course, as we always should point out, it's not just uh, the city areas. Of course, uh, uh, plenty of developing country football throughout New South Wales, uh, the Central West area, for example, throughout Orange, Bathurst, etc. And of course, that competition that's been running for many years throughout uh, AFL Broken Hill. Yeah, correct. Um, in fact, we've got a, a bit of a contact in through. Uh, through the Cowra Club, and we donated some footies for them uh, early in the season from our, our Gosford Club, uh, just to help them out with their training, and, um, you know, we, we keep an eye on their results as well. Well, Simon, thank you very much for joining us here on girlsplayfooty.com, and we wish you all the very best on July 10th for your development side and for your senior women's side when you take on AFL Canberra. Thanks, Peter. We're looking forward to it. We now move into our next interview here on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, and we've got on the line the St Kilda Sharks president in Karen Ralph. They've got Are You OK Day coming up at the Peanut Farm Reserve in St Kilda, uh, a game to raise awareness and to raise funds as well when they take on the Eastern Devils. And what a day it will be, not only because of this special event. It's third versus fourth. It'll be a cracking game. Only seven points uh, separated these two teams in the VFL women's competition in round one so this is going to be another thrilling contest uh, the game is also being streamed live by afl victoria so you can watch it on vfl.com.au from 2 p.m australian eastern standard time sunday afternoon so if you can check it out or check out the replay online or get down to the peanut farm reserve in st kilda uh, karen ralph great to have you online to talk about are you okay day first of all i just need to talk about your on-field performance with the sharks Having a pretty good year so far under Sean Smith. Uh, you're sitting third on the ladder. You could technically say second because you're uh, just behind on percentage from Melbourne Uni, which you've had a draw with last week. 
look, it was, I guess the draw was unfortunate in a lot of ways. It would have put us above Melbourne Uni. Um, however, look, you know, at this point of the season, with only, you know, a couple of losses and, and sitting fairly comfortably in third spot at the moment, it's, it's a good place to make a run for the finals. And it sets up a perfect day, doesn't it, for you? We're about to talk about Are You OK Day, but you couldn't have picked a bigger occasion, really. Uh, third versus fourth. So the, for people that come along to support the cause for the day, they're actually getting a very good football game to watch. Absolutely. Look, I think, you know, it's a really great opportunity for the Sharks to put a bit of space between third and fourth. Um, and with only, you know, I think, what, six or seven games left in the season, you know, any, any kind of gap we can put on fourth place will be really positive. Obviously, for those at home, most know about Are You OK Day, but what does it mean for the Sharks and how did you become involved? Yeah, I guess it's quite sad in a way that we we felt really compelled to support Are You OK as a campaign. Um, We, uh, over the recent couple of years and even as recently as, you know, sort of a fortnight or a month ago, we've had a number of sort of extended family members and friends of of some of our players that have um, passed away through suicide um, after... Uh, obviously their, their, their battle with mental illness um, and we just thought Are You OK is a campaign that is something that's you know, quite prominent but also something that as a, as a club you know, it really starts a conversation for us and we can have that conversation with our extended community as well just you know, about how that conversation can really change people's lives so um, yeah, sort of the, the catalyst was something that's you know, extremely tragic but hopefully this can really open up a conversation about mental illness which is, which is you know, a positive as they say, with uh, mental illness and uh, unfortunately those who die by suicide, it doesn't affect that person. It, it ricochets, doesn't it, throughout the whole community? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we, we really felt it as a club um, on a number of occasions. And um, as I said, when we were thinking about doing sort of a, a supporting an event, um, you know, this one for me also working sort of in mental health as well was something I just thought, you look, this is a really perfect opportunity and perfect campaign to support. And, and you know, that sort of extends out to supporting, you know, the girls and their families that have really experienced these losses. And, of course, you've been promoting uh, the event for some time on your Facebook page. Uh, what has been the response uh, so far to it about people wanting to get behind and support it and, most importantly, attend on Sunday at the Peanut Farm Reserve? Yeah, it's really positive. We've got, um, I think, almost 200 people that sort of accepted the event to attend on the day, um, which is which is a great start. Um, obviously, we've got the triple header with our thirds playing against Morty Alec and our premier side playing against Eastern Devils as well. And look, Eastern Devils are a club that um, they've been in contact with, with me a number of times really about supporting this, this day as well. Um, and look, anyone really that turns up on the day, St Kilda... The Peanut Farm is a great area for people to walk through and so we tend to get uh, a lot of people down there just kind of checking out the footy as well. So really any support that we can get on the day is fantastic and we've had a really positive response both from the campaign, Are You OK? We've been in contact with them um, and like I said, our players, players from the Devils and you know we've had some, some comments and some support from the other clubs as well saying, look, it's a really great campaign to, to get behind. And, of course, we know the Eastern Devils do have uh, numerous charity matches, including one they, they actually play with you for the Joe Cox Cup. Yeah, yeah, so that's a match we'll play. I think that's almost on the final round of the, the season we're playing that, and that's played at Premier Division level. Um, so this is one that we're going to sort of continue with the BFL side. And, like I said, it's the inaugural game on Sunday, but it's something that we're really um, wanting to, to continue you know, in the years to come as well. And look, we think we always have a really good contest with the Devils. So, um, 
Yeah, as you said previously, a good a good tight match for a great event and a great day um, should be happening Sunday. And to highlight that as well, um, as uh, tweeted by Ross Lanigan of Future Stars TV, you'll be wearing a special jumper on the day. Yeah, so we got, um, but, you know, look, it's basically where the, where the white was on our jersey. We've got the bright kind of yellow of Are You OK? That's their sort of signature colour. Um, but also just around the collar and around the arms, we, we do have a purple purple yoke and purple like little arm sleeves um, and that was a couple of the family losses that we had it was those members favorite color and we just thought it just adds a, a really personal touch and I think adds a lot more significance to the day when we've, we've added that purple touch to the jersey and uh, for those that do attend uh, to uh, to mark are you okay day for this match between the sharks and the devils will there be some fundraising activities also occurring on the day yeah, so we've got, look, we, we started a GoFundMe page, um, which is on any of the St Kilda Sharks pages that you can look at. We've got a few of them, so um, their sponsorship can go directly to the GoFundMe page, which will then go straight into Are You OK? Um, and we're going to have, look, obviously, the canteen. We've got some Sharks merchandise, barbecue. We've got a raffle on the day as well. So, look, basically, if you buy a bottle of water or you buy a scarf or whatever is purchased on the day, um, every cent of that profit is going to go to Are You OK? campaign as well. And as we said, just by luck, there's been some extra highlighting of this day. Um, as we speak uh, uh, on a Wednesday night, you'd also recorded an interview to highlight Are You OK? Day uh, with Future Stars TV, which, of course, on Channel 9 does a women's football segment. Yeah, yeah. So Ros was down there tonight. Um, we were given a little bit of a heads up, which is which is good by Moana Hope. Um, they did some filming, and I, you know, when I arrived, I saw them speaking to Sean Smith, and they spoke to some of the players also. So, um, look, it's the campaign and the idea and the message behind Are You OK is extremely important. I think the opportunity we have to to spread that out into the community with the you know the prominence that women's football is getting in the media these days is fantastic so you know although it'd be great to raise a bunch of money for the campaign i think just getting the message out there is probably the most important part and just to add a little bit more to that as well you've actually been chosen by afl victoria as their video stream game for uh, this round so obviously those that can't make it to the peanut farm reserve will be able to watch the occasion on uh, vfl.com.au on sunday afternoon yeah, I mean, the great thing about us having the uh, gold back of the jerseys is we, we do look a little bit similar from a distance to the devil, so we will definitely stand out on uh, on TV. Well, Karen, thank you very much for joining us here on girlsplayfooty.com and we wish you all the very best uh, in your fundraising and, of course, uh, raising awareness for Are You OK Day this uh, Sunday afternoon at the Peanut Farm Reserve in St Kilda. No worries. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you very much for uh, all the support. You are listening to the girlsplayfooty.com podcast with Peter Holden. Our final interview for this edition is with Maddie Collier. Now, Maddie, of course, played for New South Wales ACT uh, in the exhibition game against South Australia. She represented the uh, Sydney Swans against the GWS Giants in an exhibition game back in April. She was also drafted to play for the Western Bulldogs in the TV game last year. Unfortunately, she did an injury at training, which ruled her out of playing in that match. But all being well, she should be stepping onto the stage and playing in the National Women's League next year. 
maybe with the GWS Giants. Who knows? Let's find out. Matty Collier, great to have you on board. Uh, first of all, we need to hear about your story. I believe it started all the way back in Nowra on the Shellhaven Coast. Yeah, going up and down is really good. Um, it's a small country town compared to um, the big leagues in the city. Um, didn't have any footy down there, so I had to play for Kayama when I was growing up. Um, but I always love getting back there. Uh, I'm not really used to the Sydney life just yet. I'm, I'm getting there, but I love getting home to now. It's a bit more relaxing. And, of course, they're trying to expand and develop AFL throughout New South Wales. Um, we know, of course, in, in Sydney there's pockets of supporters. What's it like out of Sydney on the Shoalhaven Coast area? Is Aussie rules breaking through there? Yeah, it is. Um, my, my pop actually um, started up AFL on the South Coast when he moved over from WA a little while ago. Um, so it's quite strong um, in my family. However, I, I've gone down recently to do a couple of youth girls visits um, and they're starting to get some strong numbers at Auskick, which is really good. And they're hoping to get um, a couple of girls teams up and running. So it's really good to see that from a grassroots level that it's um, expanding down there. Uh, for you personally, when did you make the move to Sydney? Uh, in 2013, um, at the end, uh, I moved up because I had a job up here in the AFL. Um, and, yeah, I've been up here ever since. And, of course, uh, you moved up there, as you said, took up a, a, a role in game development there with the AFL. And also you played for the Stingrays. Uh, who got you across to play for the Stingrays? Um, I was sort of tossing up between a few different teams in the Sydney League. I wasn't really sure. I think I ended up going with the Stingrays because the training ground is five minutes from my house, so it's pretty handy. Um, but girl named Courtney Gum. Um, she used to be an absolute weapon um, in the Sydney League and um, was, has been drafted a couple of times. Um, she she was sort of the convincing factor that got me over to Stingrays, I think. And in the end, you end up pulling on the Stingrays jumper. As you said, this is, uh, you know, for the first time really taking you on and playing women's football. How did you find the standard first to start with in your first couple of games? Uh, and the standard was a lot better. I um, Jumping from youth girls to women's it's just they're bigger bodies and it's a little bit you got to think a little bit harder you know move a bit quicker um so i think the standard was was a bit of a shock but i was up for it i was i'm always keen for a challenge and i think um if there's like any youth girls looking to make the uh the jump from uh youth girls to women's don't be afraid of it i think see it as a challenge and sort of step up to it because it's a lot of fun and you end up improving your footy and, of course, you went about applying your trade for the Stingrays and then all of a sudden the draft came along in uh, 2015 and, lo and behold, you were picked out to play for the Bulldogs. What was that moment like? Oh, that was insane. It was it was a podcast, so I was picked up in the second draft. Um, and I was, at, I was at work and, obviously, I worked in the AFL and everyone was all across it, but I had just come back from a program and I walked into the office and everyone was congratulating me and I was sort of you know what's going on like I've got no idea and they're like haven't you heard and they're like you've been picked number nine in the draft and I was like show me like I couldn't I couldn't believe it I had to double check the computer screen and make sure everyone wasn't telling me lies but it was I was absolutely ecstatic I rang my mum straight away I couldn't believe it when I was on the phone to her she couldn't believe it either we were both just absolutely over the moon now, before the moment that bad luck hit, what was it like when you were obviously flying down to Victoria and being in that program training with the Bulldogs? Oh, it was it was really awesome. I mean, I've always wanted um, an extra challenge. I love stepping up to the plate and trying to, you know, improve as I go along. And I think just being down there with the group of girls that are so like-minded, they're all determined, they all want to be the best they can. Um, even just being in that environment was great. 
one I did break my ankle. Um, I still I didn't I didn't let it get me down. I sort of tried to just I figured there was a lot of girls that that would try like that would love to be in my position. So I sort of tried to take everything in, even though I was on crutches on the sideline. But I was still listening to everything that coaches had to say and still trying to absorb as much as I could to get the most out of it. I, I'm, in, I'm interested to know, what did Craig Starsevich, coach then of the Western Bulldogs, say to you once the news had come through that obviously you, you've done a serious injury and, you, and you're not going to be playing in that game? Yeah, so obviously Stars has been there um, and done this all before. You know, he played in the league, so he knows what he's talking about. Um, he, he sort of just said, you know, that's, that's footy for you, you know, highs and lows, and this is one of the lows. But he had all, all full faith in me that I'd bounce back from this, which I have, and I just sort of respected that. I think, you know, he knows what he's talking about, and it is footy, things like this will happen, but I think I just took it as, you know, this will happen, but you need to sort of work hard to get back from that, which I've been trying to do, so I think it was, you know, it's quite, um, I'm not sure what the word is, quite, you know, um, blunt advice, but it was also very good to take on board as well. Uh, for you, what was the recovery process like from that injury? When were you finally able to get back into training and preparing for season 2016? Yeah, okay, so I was in the boot for a little while. Um, I was in a cast and then moved into a boot, so obviously um, I was sort of not doing any um, running of that. I was still trying to do upper body work, um, and then once I got the boot off, I just started getting into the physio as soon as I could. I was kind of keen because the boot is really annoying. <laughs> it gets quite hot and stinky and it's a bit gross, so I was really keen to get that off and start moving as much as I could. Um, my pre-season was a little bit slower than what I would have liked this year just because of my ankle injury, but, um, yeah, I was doing all the rehab I could just to try and get it um, back to full range of motion as quickly as I could. And then, of course, you got selected to play for the Sydney Swans against the GWS Giants at the SCG. I guess two points in that. First of all, I believe you're a mad Swans supporter. Yeah, love the Swannies. <laughs> so, so what was it like to be able to pull on the red and white? Oh, it was actually, it was insane. I, mean, I got a photo shoot done a little while ago in the Swans jersey, and I was thinking to myself then like, how amazing it would be if I actually got to wear it for real. And then all of a sudden later on in the year, um, I was wearing it. It was just surreal feeling like you're wearing the swans colors you're a legitimate swans team it's just yeah it was awesome it was absolutely awesome and when we were coming on um back after half time the um the swans boys were out there kicking the footy around checking out the ground it was pretty cool just to think you know we're sharing the ground with them and it's very legitimate very exciting and, of course, I'm interested to know, that game was held uh, fairly early, what we call in the season, about April, uh, like uh, many of the exhibition yeah. games. Unlike, I guess, in the past with rep games, and only had, like, June, July, so you've got, like, half a season of form. How tough is it to come into such a high-intensity game so early in the year when you don't have that, you know, that half-season run up into it? Yeah, I mean, it, it is quite tough. Um, luckily, we've had a few... Like, we've got academy trainings happening now, so that sort of gets us quite focused... Um, as a, it's a bit more of a step up as opposed to our club training, so I think that helped a lot. Um, the introduction of the academies because it's um, run, you know, quite seriously. It's just it's the same as when I was with the Bulldogs. The girls are more motivated and they're all looking um, to train together. So you sort of ed, um, edge each other through, edge each other through. Sorry, um, it's a bit it's a bit more difficult, but I think um, if you get in the right mindset early on and prepare yourself well, um, it can be easier to get into it. What was it like training with um, the the final New South Wales ACT squad as you prepared to take on South Australia? Because in many ways, at least most of that side could be forming the nucleus of what will be the GWS side next year. 
Yeah, so it was quite good. Uh, because we're New South Wales and ACT, we obviously don't get to train together much. So we were doing our own trainings um, in Matraville and Sydney and also the Canberra guys were doing theirs. But we had a camp um, a couple of weeks before the um, South Australia game. So that was really good. We tried to use our time as well as we could um, just to gel and to get to know how everyone else plays just as much because we obviously um, can't train together, you know, week in, week out. But I think the camp was really um, was really good for us because we had just had the opportunity to get to know each other a bit more. And for you, what was it like being able to travel to interstate to Adelaide and take on the South Australians and, and you know, showcase your talent? Oh, it was, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, one of the, our coaches were talking to us um, before we started and said, you know, just sort of take it all in, win or lose. We're playing on Adelaide Oval, which is one of the best decks in the country. So that was quite exciting in itself. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like that aspect of footy, how you do get a chance to, you know, travel the country and check out all the different decks. And it was a bit of a stinger to lose by only two points to South Australia. But I think, you know, the girls... Um, my girls should hold their heads high. You know, I think we, we trained, we played really well and just a couple of straighter kicks, it would have been a different outcome. But, yeah, I think we did quite well. And as I alluded to earlier, with quite a number of the girls will end up playing for GWS. What, what was the immediate feedback from coaches after the game? What, as a group, do they want to see you improve on over the next, what is it, six to seven months until February comes around and, and when we start the national competition? Yeah, so when we finished the game, um, later that afternoon, we had a sort of a team meeting and we looked at the stats and, you know, Schmidt, our coach, um, Tim Schmidt, he sort of said, you know, our stats are really good and stuff, but he said, you know, it comes down to hard work and we've got a bit to work on and as long as you guys are willing to, you know, do this full-heartedly, so am I. So he sort of said... Um, if we're if we're preparing for the league next year, we really need to put our head down, bum up, and sort of get into it. Um, which we responded really well to. I think everyone um, is thinking in the same way that we need to, you know, get ready for the league because we've obviously never had anything like this before. So I think we're all quite excited, which helps us, um, you know, do better at training and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, the uh, competition is going to have uh, marquee players. There's going to be two uh, per club. Um, well, what would you like to see? Would you like, hopefully, some of the New South Wales girls to be marquees? Or, or would you hopefully want maybe some of the girls from the stronger interstate sides to come across to help, I guess, bulk up the New South Wales team that will be GWS? Yeah, I sort of think, by the way, you know, I'd be stoked if there was some New South Wales or a New South Wales girl um, that was a marquee just so that we have a bit of representation. But at the same time, I think, you know, New South Wales probably isn't developed um, and doesn't have as much talent as the other states. I mean that in the nicest way possible, but it's the truth. So I think if we use the marquee players to sort of get some really good strength um, and a bit of depth of talent into our team, I think that would also be a win. So, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. I think either way is good, but I think, you know, we could probably use a bit more depth. And also as well, um, the the state-based draft comes in and um, you can actually nominate what states you would prefer to be uh, selected from. We know, for example, chatting to Elise Gamble, who's uh, based in Tasmania, which is linked with GWS, has considered um, the move possibly to Victoria for university studies. Uh, Yourself, you're around that university age. For you, are you going to be locked into just wanting to stay in New South Wales or are you considering the option of, of looking at other states? Yeah, I've sort of considered um, moving to Victoria in the past. In the past, sorry, 
um, one, because the footy league is better down there, um, and also I am looking to study. Um, I'm sort of, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to stay in New South Wales. Like, I'm quite comfortable here, but if, you know, the opportunity arose that I was, you know, picked up in a team of Melbourne or something like that, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to move. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I'd be happy to stay, but I'd also be happy to go. I'm, I'm not really sure on that one. I think I'd sort of go either way. It just depends on the situation. And, of course, before we let you go, just uh, putting a, a little heat on you. Obviously, you're rated as one of the better footballers in New South Wales ACT. But from your point of view, what, what's the uh, top three or four players that you see uh, when you play alongside in the New South Wales ACT teams? Uh, top three. Okay. Um, so there's another girl, Nicola Barr. Um, she plays sort of in the midfield. Um, she's, you know, she's super fit. Um, I think she's going to be a t- one to watch. Uh Rebecca Beeson up in the forward line, she's really crafty with the footy. I think, you know, she's quite an exciting player. Um, that's two. Another two more. Uh, we've got May Newen. She's um, oh, she's she's a bit all over the place. May she plays sort of anyway, but she's um, she's quite small, but she's um, really well built. She's quite tank, so I think um, she's she's very exciting to watch, and she's quite smart with the footy as well. Um, and one more. Hmm. I don't know. This is, I don't know. I don't want to rate my friends. They're all very good talents. Um, maybe I'll just stick with three, I think. Well, it doesn't matter. They'll give you a pat on the back if you mention them <laughs> anyway. I'll try my best. <laughs> and finally as well, um, Maddie, for you, not only just um, playing, do you hope to make a career out of football? As you said, you've been working for AFL Sydney. Do you see yourself working in the sports field, um, again, uh, off the field and administration, etc.? Yeah, so I've actually been um, I've I've done a bit of coaching just as part of my job, um, and you know I sort of get roped into doing other stuff because that's the way they all works in Sydney. But um, I I really enjoy the coaching aspect. I think you know in some way, shape, or form, I'd I'd like to experience or get into coaching later on. I'm not sure if that'll happen for me, but I think that's a really exciting aspect, especially um, you know with the women's league coming up. I think like a youth girls role or something would be really good. Um, yeah, that's probably where I'm heading in terms of career with footy. Um, yeah. Well, Maddie, thank you very much for joining us on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. We wish you all the very best with the Stingrays in the Sydney Women's AFL and, of course, coming up on October 10, the uh, draft for the AFL Women's National Competition. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, that concludes the girlsplayfooty.com podcast for another week. I'm Peter Holden. It's been great to have your company. Before I go, I should point out as well, if you're interested in joining the girlsplayfooty.com team, now whether it be on the radio side of things, that's helping us with our podcast or or doing special comments or calling kick by kick play uh, when we cover the games in the VFL women's competition, we're keen to hear from you. Or you're from interstate and uh, you're interested in writing for our website. You've got some interesting stories to tell. You want cover your competition uh, do send us an email just go to our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash girls play footy and there you'll see the message button hit that send us a message and uh, we'll get in contact with you until next time it's been a privilege having your company and remember to check out all the latest news in women's football on the leading women's footy website girlsplayfooty.com bye for now